Welcome to the Single and Strong Podcast. Ladies, if you've been busy creating a life and suddenly found yourself single, or you've been single for a while and you often let yourself feel overwhelmed from living life on your own, you're definitely in the right place. As a single woman, you're dealing with a lot. You have bills to pay, a job that demands a lot of your time, kids to care for, and perhaps you're dealing with a toxic ex you try to co-parent with. But somehow, you're also supposed to look put together, find time for self-care, and let's not forget, add dating into the mix. No wonder you're feeling overwhelmed. My name is Lori Linford, and my mission is to help you lean in and hit your stride as a single woman in a strong and intentional way. I want to teach you how to once and for all stop looking over your shoulder at your past and instead look ahead at the beautiful, abundant life you have, even if it's a life you didn't plan for. Each week, I'll share stories, tools, tips, and more so you can learn how to enjoy and fully embrace your single status, create that new blueprint for your life ahead, and have more gratitude for this phase of your life. Thanks for joining me. Now, let's do this. Hello, friends. Hi there. How are you? Welcome to the Single and Strong Podcast. We are officially on episode number two. Hi, everybody. Hello. My name is Lori Linford. It's so great to have you here for our second episode. For those of you who joined me earlier for episode number one or our bonus episode introduction, I want to first say Thank you so much for tuning in. I so appreciate it. I've seen the numbers of downloads growing and I'm so excited for people out there to hear my message. And also I want to say thank you for those of you that have sent me messages on Instagram or left any reviews or ratings for this podcast. I so appreciate you taking the time to do that. Remember that if you do do that and take a moment to do that, it supports my podcast And it also makes it easy for other singles to find the episodes and be able to learn and grow from those. So if you have a moment after this episode and you love what you heard, please take a moment to subscribe by either hitting the plus sign on Apple or the follow button on Spotify and leave me a review. I would absolutely appreciate it so much. Thank you again so much for your support. Okay. Let's talk about today's episode. Today's episode is all about having an amazing holiday season as a single woman. And I've jotted down six different ways I want to share with you on how to have a more intentional, positive holiday season, because let's face it, it is the most wonderful time of the year, but sister, it is also so stressful for so many of us. And so I took a moment to jot down some of the ideas I've had that I've put together over the years. For those of you that don't know my story, first of all, um, I've been a single mom for about 10 years now with a short three-year pit stop marriage in the middle of that. But um, I've been divorced now for the second time for five years. So as you can see, I have been divorced and been a single woman for a long time. And for those of you that don't know, My first marriage, I was married for 17 years. My second marriage, as I just said, I was married for three. So the story that I'm going to share with you, it's about my first marriage. Um, Again, I was married for 17 years. My kids were 13, 11, 9, and 7 when I decided to divorce my ex-husband. So 
as you can see, they were all very small. So the changes were extra hard on them as we were maneuvering the whole divorce land. And um, all of this came apart in October of that year. So the holidays were right around the corner. I had told my husband mid-October that I wanted a divorce. I was, you know, done with the infidelity, et cetera, et cetera. As I explained, if you want to hear some of that story, it's I've detailed it in the intro bonus episode. But um, anyway, so, you know, I've got these four small children and I headed into divorce land and I found myself suddenly single in a 4,000 square foot home paying an extremely large mortgage completely on my own, okay? Because my ex had obviously moved out. I had asked him to move out and he continued dating this other woman and he really just kind of wiped his hands clean of the home and and put in the decree that he, he was demanding that he wanted it put up for sale immediately. So that was a lot of stress. So here it is, you know, Christmas time. And the kicker is I was making $9 an hour working at my kids' elementary school to stay close to them through all of the transitions. So to say um, I was able to pay the mortgage of $1,800 is a huge outright lie. I had to scrape and finagle and do a lot of creative accounting to be able to get that mortgage paid and provide some sort of Christmas for my kids. So as you can see, stressful time of year. I feel your pain. If you are in that moment as a single woman and you have children or just as a single woman living on your own, because let's face it, these days it is not cheap to do that. Um, I feel your pain. I've been there. Money was super tight that year and every year it continues to be that way. I feel like each year I'm struggling by the end of the year to find the extra funds to get the things I want to get for my kids. But anyways, um, to finish off this story, Christmas time had come and I'd wondered, okay, how am I going to give these kids, you know, some sort of Christmas that resembles a little bit the Christmas that they used to have when they were with their father and I. And I was so stressed out. I was scared about finances and the upcoming divorce. My ex-husband and I um, had decided to hire a joint lawyer and I was meeting with the lawyer. Of course, my ex wasn't doing anything. Uh, I was meeting with the lawyer and trying to get things in place and start the process, but I had explained to my ex-husband that I wanted to wait until after the holidays to really finalize everything. I didn't want to start that whole fighting process, and my ex was bullying me, demanding I get that shared lawyer to hurry up on the papers, and you know I just really wanted to wait until after the holidays. So if things weren't bad enough already, my ex decided to hire his own lawyer and have me served with divorce papers a week before my birthday and 15 days before Christmas. And I was served on my front driveway while my friend and I were unloading my first real Christmas tree for the kids and I. So uh, as you can see, my life went from bad to worse. And bless my sweet girlfriend, she saw me kind of buckle when I read the papers and she made dinner for my kids and we all decorated the tree later, but that was an extremely hard time for me. And so it's really why I try to have a good time moving into the holidays because that first year was just so hard. Eventually me and the kids had just learned that this is how our life was. And Yes, that was a, Chris, a Christmas that was super stressful, but it also was a super new beginning for me and the kids to create something beautiful for our little family. 
My ex-husband had them on Christmas. Typically we do, you know, pajama openings and all of that good stuff. And when they came back a few days after Christmas, they were really concerned about how we were going to continue some of those traditions. And we just changed it up. We wore our pajamas one night and we went out to a local restaurant and ordered breakfast there and made that kind of our Christmas Eve tradition that was, you know, obviously missed that year because they were with their dad. So there was a few ways that we were able to make that special. But the reason why I share that story with you is because I want you to know where you are right now. If you're struggling a little bit, if you're feeling stressed with the holidays coming up, you've got presents to buy, you've got to make sure you spend what your friend spent on you last year because you don't want her to be upset if you went cheap and she went expensive, or you've got parties to attend or kids activities or concerts to get to, treats to bake and you know toxic family members or ex-husbands to deal with. The list goes on and on and on. And that stress is just super overwhelming. And so today, that's why I put together these tips on how to have an amazing holiday, because it's so important that you, and if you have kids, enjoy this season and make the most of it. So how do we do that? Okay, so here's my list. If you want to grab a notebook, get ready to take some notes. And really, if I suggest to take some action on this, I really suggest that you do. Taking action is going to help you be more aware of everything you're doing in this month, and it will help you be prepared for the season that's coming. So first, the first tip is to set your intention for this season. So what does that look like? To me, I find a place, typically it's outside my home, either on the patio or, you know, on the porch, but it can be a quiet corner in your house. It can be somewhere in the basement, um, wherever you can feel relaxed and, you know, whether you're a meditator or, you know, you practice breathing exercises, but just take a moment, put your feet square on the ground, take a few deep breaths and kind of get grounded into your center, drop into your heart a little bit and visualize how do I want this holiday season to feel for me or for my kids or for all of us? What does that look like? Imagine how your body feels once you determine that. I want to feel joy. I want to feel happiness. I want to feel completely present for my kids and the experiences that they're having because it comes and goes so quickly. Do you see what I'm saying? So whatever that intention is, visualize it. Check in with your body. How does your body feel? Does it feel warm? Does it feel lit up? Does it feel calm? Do you feel tingly about watching your kids open gifts and excited that, you know, they're excited to receive these things that you've been able to purchase for them? Imagine what that feels in your body. And the reason why I'm telling you that I'll follow up with in a minute. But um, if you can imagine what that moment is like and how you feel, you can picture having a great time at these events and you know what you'll feel like. Now, I'm I'm not saying create a perfect vision of what the holiday season or the party looks like and make it, you know, super stressful and super decorated and super wonderful and I'm talking about an achievable, attainable feeling and vision in your mind, okay? So visualize everyone being happy and having a good time and then journal about it or write a memorable mantra on a piece of paper and put it somewhere you'll see it every day throughout this month. So for me, um, I wrote something on my paper and it is the holiday season fills me with love 
and the joy of giving. And that is my mantra for this season. And, and it doesn't have to be big presents or, you know, large things. It can be a note. Giving a note to somebody, to me, is the most beautiful gesture to put your words on paper and give them your heart and your soul and your thankfulness for having them in your life. It's sometimes even better than getting a gift because it's not often that we share those innermost feelings with our friends and family members. So if you can do that this season and have that mantra there and see it, it's going to help you visualize and set that intention and remember it throughout the days as you're going on. When the going gets tough, you'll be able to go back to that note and say, you know what? My intention was to have a joyful season full of giving and you'll be able to stay on track. Okay. It'll help your brain and your body remember what your goal is. Okay. Tip number two, throughout the month, I want you to recognize the way you're feeling, right? And this goes back to tip number one. If you're at your family's annual Christmas party and you feel anxious and frustrated and maybe everybody's asking, you know, about your ex-husband and his new girlfriend and what are they up to and really starting to stir the pot, which has happened to a lot of us before, you need to check in with your body and the way you are feeling inside. Are you okay? Is this making you feel uncomfortable? Are you feeling frustrated? Is your throat getting tight because you want to tell people to mind their own business, but you can't because it's your Aunt Bertha and she'll be offended and cut you out of the will? I don't know. But you need to notice the way you are feeling. It's so important because once you've set that intention, like we did in step one, and noticed how your body felt at the beautiful image you created, when you're in the moment and you feel discomfort, your body will say, hey, wait a minute, this isn't the intention that I had. And it'll make it easier for you to notice it and step out of it, okay? The same is true about deciding on what activities to go to or what family events to attend. Is Aunt Sarah's party always full of family drama? Is there fighting? And does it seem more frustrating to pack the kids up and go to this party and deal with all the drama all night? Or would it be easier to skip it? Notice how your body is feeling when you imagine going to the gathering. Are you sick to your stomach? Does it give you a headache? If that's the case, what's your body telling you, right? It's telling you something, which brings me to tip number three. Tip number three is say no to things that don't fit your intention or they make you feel badly. If the neighborhood Christmas breakfast that's held every year at 8 a.m., bright and early on a Saturday morning makes you want to legit throw eggnog at your neighbors, skip it. Don't go. If you'd rather take the day to sleep in and enjoy your morning, you can nicely turn down the invitation to your neighbors, right? There's no rule anywhere that says every neighbor has to attend the party every year. And if your kids are sad about skipping out, plan something with just you and your family for that day. Make your own tradition instead. Go to a holiday movie, go to a museum, do something fun that you and the kids would enjoy. If this neighborhood breakfast stresses you out and you have to get up early and everybody has to participate, it's not worth it. It's okay to say no. My youngest daughter, she's five years old, right? And we've got lots of friends and neighbors who now have Elf on the Shelf appearing in their homes. 
they started appearing on December 1st and they all have their cute little names and they're all moved around the house and they do silly little things. And my daughter came home and she asked me, mom, do you think we're going to have an elf visit us at our house? And honestly, I felt bad. I do not want to spend my nights worrying if I moved that freaking elf around the living room and kitchen. It's not something I want to participate in. And her little blue eyes looking up at me and wanting that elf so bad made me feel like, you know what, Lori, you've got to suck it up and give this girl an elf. But I checked in with myself and I was like, you know what? No, that's not huge added value into the season. That's not the spirit of joy and giving that I want to have for me and my daughter this season. So you know what I did? I friggin' crossed that off the list. I did not get an elf. And I sleep well every night, not worrying about moving him. So if you have to say no to something, do it. Do it in a nice way. If you have to turn grandma down because you're not coming to her party, it's okay. You can say no. And you've got to learn how to do that for your own safety and sanity. Okay? All right. Tip number four. This is a difficult one. Plan for the times when you are going to be feeling alone. I have been there. I actually, it just hit me the other day. I've been divorced five years, but I was, I was driving down the street the other day. It was sunset. It was beautiful. And I get a little mushy at this time of year. It's my birthday month and I love the holidays. And, and I was driving down the street the other day and I saw a couple, they were about my age, holding hands and walking their dog. And, you know, all the lights were on in the homes and the twinkling and all of that. And I had Christmas music on and I really was affected by it. I was sad. I wasn't ready to feel those feelings of being sad that I was alone and it's the holiday season, which are totally normal for us people that are single, but I really wasn't prepared for it. It kind of whacked me upside the head and, and I was a bit emotional about it. You know, this is the time of year where it's really hard to be alone because families are gathering and, and partners are, you know, together and they're with their kids and they're out and about and everybody's doing activities and you know you're that single woman standing there alone kind of observing and watching sometimes and you know I've been to movies alone I'm okay to do things like that but some people it's really hard for them so prepare to be ready to feel alone because it's going to happen okay so if you can plan for those times it's going to help a lot And some of the tips that I've written down that will help you move through this feeling is reach out to a friend, ask them to meet up for dinner or, you know, for a hot cocoa or something. Call a friend and ask her just to listen and just vent and just say, you know, this is really hard. I feel alone. I I sometimes wish I had a partner or, you know, I sometimes wish I had children if you don't. Um, Sit with those feelings. Just sit with them for a minute. Journal about why you're sad. Because when you're journaling, you can realize exactly where the core of these feelings are coming from. Is this an ex thing? Oh, I miss my ex. I miss the way we used to, you know, sing by the fire, whatever. I don't know. I didn't sing with my ex, but maybe some of you did. Or is this a remembering the old family type of thing? This one was hard for me. I mourned my old family. I didn't miss my ex, but I missed our family unit. That was hard for me. Or is this maybe even a, I haven't seen my friends in a while. I feel really alone thing, which with COVID, that's a very common thing. I've noticed myself feeling that way a lot lately. I feel alone. And then I realize I feel alone. That doesn't mean I want a husband. That just means I miss my friends because I haven't seen people for a while. 
So journal that, write it out, really dig deep and see if you can figure out why you're feeling sad. Another tip is get out and take a walk, volunteer at a local shelter or head out and make a snowman with the neighbor kids, right? I mean, kids love it when adults come out and do kids stuff with them. If you don't have kids, what a great thing to participate in the neighborhood snowman building contest, right? If you do have kids, your kids will love it if you get outside with them. And then finally, know that the holidays are hard for a lot of people and you truly are not alone. I said that in my last podcast, you are not alone. As we're going through this, you are not alone. There's lots of people who are single during the holidays and we're here for you. Reach out, find a community, just like our community on Facebook that we've started. Um, More importantly, I want you to know that the holidays will pass and this loneliness you're feeling will start to subside. And if it doesn't, you know, there are bigger issues you you need to maybe journal about and discover. And maybe, you know, you're feeling alone and there's some mental health issues or something that you're not able to overcome. But typically, lots of us can bounce back after the holidays and look forward to the new year and building new things. So those are some ways to uh, plan for times when you feel alone. Okay, tip number five, don't numb out. I want to scream this one so loud at the top of my lungs because during those alone times, it can be so hard for you to want to numb out and ignore the things that are making you feel lonely or sad. But doing these things really just typically hurts you more in the end. There's singles parties where everyone's getting drunk and acting like high school teenagers and they're looking to feel included. And then when everything's over, the exact opposite happens, right? Eventually the night of partying and flirting ends and people wake up and they go home alone. And again, it just magnifies the feelings of being alone. So my suggestion is just don't do it. Stay with close friends and family members and keep your connections close. I would not recommend heading out into a crazy singles bar or into a scene where you don't have close friends and you're really trying to connect because a lot of those people there are trying to disconnect. My friend Andrea gave me that. She goes to events to connect, as do I. And she said, what I realized is most of the people there are going to disconnect, which I call numbing out. So if I were you, I would avoid those so that you can stay positive in your intention of having a good holiday season, okay? Another way that people numb out is to eat or drink in excess, right? The pain of being alone is overwhelming and you turn to those common crutches that are easy to subside the pain. So when you're noticing how you're feeling, like we mentioned earlier, you can notice when you're running to the cupboard and looking for chocolate to solve that ache or pit in your stomach, right? you'll notice, wait, do I really want this chocolate? Or is this my stomach just giving me aches and pains because I'm upset that I'm by myself this season? Finally, on to step number six, which to me is one of the most important ones, which is be grateful rather than notice all of the things you're missing out on. Start slowing your reaction and pay close attention to some of the big and little things this season, okay? My daughter came home the other day, like I said, she's five, and she made her present at school for me. And typically these presents are from mom and dad, right? And I don't know the context of what happened or how she decided to do this, but I picked her up and she gave me this brown paper sack that she had decorated and said, 
mom, here, this is for you and Ellie for Christmas. And Ellie is my 18 year old daughter that lives with me. And for a moment, my heart was sad. Like, you know, my daughter doesn't have a mom and dad in her home to give this present to. And is she sad? She didn't, you know, make one for her dad and one for her mom. And, and for a moment I was sad for that, but then I saw the joy in it and she wrote out our little names, you know, in her little five-year-old writing and she was so excited. She said, you have to open it right now. You can't wait until Christmas. I made this. And just seeing that little bit of joy just really made the day so special for me. And I think in a typical mindset, I probably would just, you know, would have just gone, hey, honey, this is beautiful. Thank you so much. And move through it. But I saw her little face and, and her pride in handing that over to me. And it just made the season really beautiful. It was a beautiful ornament and I hung it on my tree. But, you know, there are so many little things like your pet snuggling up with you or your kids giggling in the next room as they're playing together or your brother's stupid dad jokes at the family party that really my brother does this all the time and he can be so annoying. But my kids love it and I really need to find the joy in that because it really is funny that that's really what they expect from their Uncle Mike. Um, be thankful for your safe and your warm home. Be thankful for the fact that you don't have to walk on eggshells anymore if you have a toxic ex like me. You are on your own. You are single. You are free and you are able to create the future that you can. So be grateful for that. Okay? All right. So those are our six tips. I hope you took some notes. Um, remember, this time of year can be hard for singles. Really hard. There's a lot of things that are pressuring us to, you know, purchase more or buy more or be bigger and better in this world. And it's really, you know, a billion dollar industry of people purchasing presents that are so expensive and so over the top. And this really is just a time of giving and of love and I want you all to just make the most of it out there to really set an intention for the season and to give from your heart and to see the little things and to know that you're going to feel lonely and that that's okay and that really this season is a moment for you to enjoy family and loved ones and friends and the specialness that this season brings. So I hope these tips helped you out. If you have any questions or comments, I would love, love, love to hear from you. Please reach out to me. Send me an Instagram DM at Lori Linford, or you can also find me on Facebook at Lori Linford. And please join our Single and Strong Facebook group by going to my website, lorilinford.com slash Facebook group. I would love to see you over there. We're starting to build that community and I'm super excited. That's all I've got for you today, you guys. So thank you so much for episode number two and have an amazing holiday season. I will see you here next Wednesday, same channel. Please like and subscribe and share this episode with all of your friends that you think would benefit from it. Thank you so much for your time and have a great day. Bye. Okay, mama. So are you ready to live your life in a big way? Because I'm absolutely ready to help you. Start by subscribing or following the Single and Strong podcast by clicking on the plus sign in Apple or the subscribe button in Spotify to be sure you're notified about all of my new episodes as they release. I've got lots of great content coming up and you don't want to miss it. Also, if you love this episode, please share it with friends that you think should hear it. And of course, 
leave me a review. These reviews help the podcast be shown to more people when they're searching for single support. So please share the love. I'd be super grateful. And finally, go follow me on social media at Lori Linford and join our Facebook group, Single and Strong. You can find a link by going to my website, lorilinford.com slash Facebook group. Until then, stay strong, mama.